writing, writing while working, whatever your work may be, comes with a huge learning curve. So I wanted to share my 10 rules or 10 tips, whatever you want to call them, that helped me get a handle on my writing life. Once I realized like this is what I was doing and it was helping, I thought, you know what? It's working for me and um, I'm going to keep doing it. Hi, I'm Autumn Bardot. Welcome back to my channel. If you're new, thanks for joining. Oh, click that subscribe button, click that notify, all the good things. When you give me a thumbs up or you comment or you subscribed, um, it helps me make more content for the channel. Okay, so let's take a look at the 10 tips or rules that helped me embrace my, my writing life in a way that made me feel better about like everything. Okay, here we go. Number one, do the scary thing. Now this, I'm a naturally a scaredy cat. In fact, one of the things I say about the women that I write about, I wish I was one-tenth as brave as the women I write about. <laughs> so yeah, scary things don't, doing the scary thing doesn't come naturally. So what could the scary thing be? It could be sending your first query or any query to an agent. It can be reading a passage aloud uh, from your book at a writer's meeting or Facebook Live. It may be sending your manuscript to a developmental editor. I remember that being very scary. It can be getting advice from a writing pro. Also very scary. It can be agree agreeing to do an interview or a guest post or a blog. It could be putting your face out on TikTok or Instagram or it can just be self-publishing, whatever it is. Do the scary thing. Writing and authoring, as I said in the beginning, it's a huge learning process. And you know another reason you need it? You need to know when your character does the scary things or the scary thing, right, that they've been avoiding in the novel. And you need to know what they feel like viscerally what it feels like outwardly, and um, what it feels like to succeed, and what it feels like if you don't do so well. <laughs> Number two, don't let mishaps and failure define you. Here's the truth, there will be a lot, especially in the beginning. And I discuss a lot of that in some of my um, video episodes, so I will put the links to those in the description box below. Sometimes I think riding, riding is like riding a bike and you're gonna fall and you're gonna get bunged up and have scraped knees and scraped elbows and you're gonna be wobbly. But that's okay because you need the wobbles, the missteps, the falling down, um, the bunged knees, knees to become a better bike rider. Thus the same with riding. I use thus. I shouldn't have probably used the word thus anyway. <laughs> Don't let those missteps, those writing struggles and mistakes make you give up your dream or stop you from becoming a better writer. 
get back on the riding bike again and keep on pedaling. <laughs> Number three, do it for love, not for money. Whenever I hear writers say, what genre makes the most money? Because that's the genre I'm going to write. I kind of go, oh, I did cringe a little bit. For most of us, writing is a, a side gig. And um, since I already have one job that doesn't really fill my creative soul, why do I want another? Like, honestly. And they say, whoever they is, that if you do something you love, the money will come. I think that's great. I think it's also a little Pollyannish. I don't know if you agree, whether you disagree, let me know in the description box. Um, I just, I don't, I don't agree with this. I write because I love to write. I love to write because the story must get out. The story must get out and I feel like I want to write. That I make some money at it is pretty great. I, I don't go um, into a genre or to a new book or manuscript thinking, I'm going to make a living and I'm going to make a gajillion dollars and that would be nice and everything, but the reality is it just ain't so for the majority of us. I even know a few big time authors who are still working the day job. And if they don't work a day job, then they will live very modestly. You're not getting a gajillion dollars. Um, very, very few do. So do it for the love and then you'll always be happy. Number four, appreciate the small wins. You will have wins. They might be just minuscule, but celebrate those wins. Things that went right. Give yourself props for those. Another great thing about those, giving yourself the props, the, the kudos, the attaboys for the small wins, is it will build your confidence. Number five, make time for writing. Even better, if you can, and I know it's not always possible, align that writing time with your best creative time. That way you are maximizing the time. I don't ever try to write when my brain just doesn't want to anymore. It just, it, it never works out. If that means getting up at 5.15, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Number six, don't compare yourself to others. You've heard this, right? I think it's also hard for us, generally people. It's also really difficult for me. I can't help it. And someone said, and I don't know who it is, I guess I could look it up. Comparison is the thief of joy. There's a reason I don't peruse Facebook groups anymore. Um, writers who are trying to be encouraging or inspiring. And it just sounds like bragging to me. It's how many books or how fast they wrote or how much money they made. How many words they wrote that day. How amazing they are. I'm just like, good for you. I simply, like many of you, don't have that amount of writing time available to push out all those books that fast. And I'm not writing uh, particularly in a genre, romance genre is super hot, that is going to, you know, net those kinds of um, readers. Uh, I don't make thousands of dollars on Amazon, but my payout is, is pretty good. I get some, I get some <laughs> every month, so that that's good for me. I feel good about that. And um, also my trad books, I earned back my advance and I'm getting uh, royalties back from that. So I give myself an attaboy for that. Are they thousands? No, but hey, um, I earned back my royalty and many authors never do. Number seven, work smart, not hard. 
For me, that means to make sure I have a solid outline and a solid character arc for the important characters. I need all different kinds and different levels of conflict. And I'll drop my conflict video in there. It helps me bring up lots and lots of different levels and different layers of conflict. It also means for me doing certain things in the first draft, certain things in the second, and then certain things in the third and the fourth. It helps me stay focused. It helps me have a destination and know what I need to do next and not get sidetracked. Number eight, motivation isn't a feeling, it's an action. And I have to remember this when I'm feeling not motivated, which is like pretty much all the time, all the time. I'm a teacher and I hear this all the time from my students and from other teachers and they're, I'm just not motivated. And yeah, well, neither am I. So um, I do the action, whatever it is. I, when that alarm rings at 515, I don't hit the snooze more than twice. <laughs> and I get up and I go downstairs and I turn on the light and I sit my butt down on that chair and open up my um, computer and I stare at it and I start writing, whether I'm motivated or not. By the time my time is up, I have written and I'm more motivated. I'm like, I wish I didn't have to get ready to go to work. So do the thing, just do the thing. <laughs> Number nine, don't expect support, book buys or reviews from family and friends. Maybe a few will be on Team You, and I did a video about this as well. I'm always pleasantly surprised when friends or family buy a book and, and have tons of gratitude for them and love whenever they leave a review. Um, I'm very grateful, but you know, I have a big family and very, very, very few of those members of my family buy books. They could have bought the books, but the fact is, they're not readers. I can't make them readers. So I don't worry about them not supporting me. You know, what you gonna do? You have that attitude, then you're not disappointed. And I got tired of being disappointed. So probably year four, year five, I'm like, eh, not disappointed anymore. Whatever. <laughs> and number 10, the last one. And this might cause some, some of you some issues. It might be, but it has helped me. And this is like my tips for helping me live my best writing life. And is I don't read reviews. I'll qualify that. The only reviews I read are those that came in from like a, a um, you know, someone I sent an ARC to or something like that, or was on a blog, something like that. Otherwise, I do not scour the reviews on Amazon or any of the other sites. And um, I did in the beginning, I did a lot, and it was very nerve wracking for me, and very anxiety producing. And frankly, for me, it was not worth the anxiety and stress to look at the reviews. The other day I was reading the reviews for a product, not a book that someone had, where someone had actually given a one star because they received the wrong color. This was on Amazon. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? It was just a, a mix up and you gave them a one star. I feel somehow that's how our reviews are. Some readers are going to love you, some won't. Some will be lukewarm and that's okay. 
Um, I don't love a lot of, or even like, a lot of best-selling novels or novelists. It wasn't for me. They're not for me. I don't like their style, for whatever reason. So I'm going to share a little story about this not reading reviews because I know so many, many people are like, I must read my reviews. And then, of course, you see all the stuff on the Facebook groups. But so here's my little story about the reviews. I was shopping online for a coat cape right the other day for a trip I'm going to be taking. And I was very specific about I was very specific about the kind of coat cape I wanted. It took days and days of looking. I knew exactly what I wanted. And a lot of things came close. They just didn't quite hit the mark. They were all wonderful and beautiful and high quality in their own way. But some were the wrong. One was the wrong color. One had weird arms. One was a little bit, the quality I wasn't not liking. Um, one didn't have any buttons. One had a zipper. I didn't want a zipper. I wanted buttons. Um, one had reviews where it said it was way too scratchy. And you could see I was really, really picky. Like with most things, I think people are really, really picky. And what's my point here? I, I think you know. The right people are your readers and they will love you. And um, usually, often they will give you a great review. So find your right reader and don't look at the reviews. Um, if you are a beginning writer and you have no idea the quality or writing quality um, of your book, ask a pro, um, submit a sample to a pro, they will tell you immediately. Don't put it up on Amazon. Okay, so those are my 10 tips or 10 rules that have helped me live a better writing life, a more peaceful at ease writing life with myself. Let me know if you have 10 rules, if you think I should include some, if you found one that works for you, I would love to know. I've been doing this for a while and I think, yeah, these, these rules are kind of working for me now. Does it mean I won't change them? Maybe, but right now, especially in this stage of my life, um, yeah, when I retire, it might be different. I want to make, would want to make sure I get in that word count, but at this point, small amount of writing time, I need to just get it in there and um, get motivated, whether I feel motivated or not, or not. Thanks for sticking with me today, and I hope you have a great writing day, and remember to dream, create, and embrace. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.